kid. Nobody is going to whip out their dick without the dominatrix telling them. But if they say, like, I'm coming Did you hit it? <laughs> oh, I hit, I hit dicks constantly. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, have you tried to whip it out? Oh, yes. Oh, I, even if they don't. We're going to hit your dick now. I, yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, and welcome back to Herspective. How's it going? <laughs> good, good. Another late night recording for us. Yes, we are uh, no rest for the wicked, working Seriously. around the clock. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> so we have to talk about last week's episode a bit because yeah. it was, in our opinions, hilarious. <laughs> Honestly, I know, like, we loved it. And guys, please, like, we got a lot of feedback as it is, but we want to hear... Are you sure? Did you all really like that? Because we loved it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we did get a lot of feedback and we got a lot of people sharing their 3am thoughts or shower thoughts. And... I know. I got some really funny ones and I appreciate all those. One day we should do a segment with yeah. everyone's shower thoughts. But um, I just need to say that I had those moments about a watch where I'd lay in bed and literally stare at my jewelry drawer because this watch that I had vanished and I found it <laughs> yesterday. Yes. And it was like, yes. it was just such a moment of joy. Yes. It's like, I had no idea where it went. It literally kept me up at night because I was like, where did I put this fucking watch? There's just no answer. There's no reason for it to be gone. And it reappeared in my life and I wore it and I'm very happy about it. And yeah. that just adds to what we talked about last week with the random thoughts honestly there's literally nothing better when you find that item that you've been looking for for so long the world is right again everything makes sense because oh it's so frustrating well you had that experience too (laughs) with the fucking tank top (laughs) (laughs) literally everyone i know is like don't even talk about the tank top right now because i'm ever literally messaged every girl that i know i was like i know you took my tank top i know you don't know what it means to me i need my tank top so much and then i did (laughs) a simple reorganization of the old closet and I found it and so apologies to everyone that I accused of stealing my TikTok. <laughs> like I'm like, out here blindly accusing people literally of theft. I'm I, I'm going to bed at night like I'm surrounded by shady bitches like who is the sickle <laughs> that would steal my tank top? <laughs> my favorite tank top. Well yeah. I still have those thoughts about the blazer. I cannot I find Your this white blazer. blazer. The white blazer <laughs> is Gone to the world. I don't know where it is. There is probably a shady bitch. One of you. There is. One yeah. of you. I know I know for you, Lauren, that there's somebody out there with your blazer. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's probably like shoved like in the I corner of my it. closet. Yeah, and you're it. like, that's it right it's there. hanging up right there. <laughs> we're looking into my closet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, hilarious. And we're probably going to do those episodes every so often because I think we it's are. necessary to just yeah. – Hash out the insanity <laughs> that goes through your mind yes. whilst lying in bed at 3 a.m. Yes. Or showering. Or standing in the shower. I think it is uh, therapeutic in some s- some respects. And it's also funny because literally every point that we had, people were like, I know, you know, it's everyone feels the same way. We're all going through these crazy things together. Every girl has lost an item, whether it's yeah. jewelry or clothes, shoes, whatever, and loses mass amounts of sleep because of it because it's it's there is no explanation as to where it could be (laughs) 
And it doesn't make sense because these things don't just walk off when you're wearing like your watch. You don't just take it off places, but clearly you do. And that's how it ends up. Yeah, you take else, it off but. and put it in a bag that you never wear again. Yeah, and, and then you just find don't it. believe that it's in an unsafe position. But of course, I like how yeah. we all immediately go to accusing our very best friends <laughs> of stealing our thing. Like, you guys entered my room, entered my closet, stole my items. <laughs> you violated my personal home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your space <laughs> and stole there? from me. Was I even home when you did this? Did you enter on your own accord? I don't know. <laughs> well, whoever stole my blazer has to be somewhat close to my size. So all you girls out there, yeah. you know who you are, close to my size. <laughs> I love that it's a white blazer too. So you know that it's like probably a little bit stained from everything in no, the world. No, I only wore it once. <laughs> okay. No stains. It's the best blazer ever. It okay. vanished the first time I wore it. So someone obviously stole it. It's just whatever. They must have seen this gold piece of clothing gem of clothing (laughs) all right we people are like shut up okay we get it we all have that item um oh well we had a fun weekend we did we had a great we were asked to participate in a youtube interview yeah from one of our former guests carmelia ray the uh celebrity matchmaker here in toronto and she's starting a youtube channel um with called chats with carmelia and gonna talk about kind of everything but definitely uh focusing on still the matchmaking and relationships uh but she chatted with us about starting a podcast so that was really awesome to be a guest on that was a great setup great space we had so much fun so we'll share some pictures uh, from that day and totally cannot wait to see how it turned out yeah and we'll let you guys know when it uh is airing and don't judge us because it was our first uh youtube on film interview obviously you all know we're we're used to being behind the mic yeah not in front of the camera exactly so, we go both, easy on us <laughs> we both have faces for radio as they say yeah we were like <laughs> they're the Filming people were like, why, like, why are you guys so nervous? <laughs> like, we've literally never done this before, but it was a great experience. And we both have, like, I still have this cough that <laughs> yeah, borderline kills me every 10 minutes. And I'm, my allergies are just nose. So then we're trying to get ready for the interview. They're like, can you guys figure this out, please? Like, like do you want a Kleenex? Do you need that. a minute? Like, do you need to cough it out for a few minutes? We're but we kept it together, which we was, did. We were really proud. And we also looked really good, yep. if we do say so ourselves. Yeah, and like a far cry from this exact this moment. This moment. No, no <laughs> you one. You don't even want to know what we're wearing right No now, one guys. ever gets to see this. <laughs> no one wants to see not this. Not wearing a bra, which is not weird, but. <laughs> which is not weird, no. no. <laughs> I'm impressed you're wearing clothes. I appreciate I am, that. Well, it is still winter. I mean. And it is not your home no. tonight. <laughs> which is still, I'm. It's still a good thing that I'm wearing yeah. clothes. I appreciate <laughs> I'm still it. Still of this. <laughs> but also, quick, do some quick shout outs. Yeah, uh, we have to do our our what our international shout outs. <laughs> yeah, well, our Lithuanian count went from one to two. That's we a are, special thing. That we, is. That means that our one Lithuanian friend told a friend, told their bestie. <laughs> that is huge. We love you. We're watching growth happen right before our eyes, and it's very exciting. Global domination. Yeah. But honestly, we really, really appreciate anybody that's listening, wherever you are in the world. Like, it honestly means so much to us. We just had this idea to start a podcast, and people, not just in our direct friend circle and family circle, are listening. And 
that just honestly, yeah, that warms our heart. We appreciate it. Please keep telling your friends and um, hopefully you're loving the show. Yeah, thank you guys. And also to the Lithuanian people, please message us. We want to know you. <laughs> yeah, seriously, send <laughs> us an email. We'd love to um, hear from you any anytime. Yeah. Um, and maybe when they do reach out to us, I can mention the weird thing that I learned about you this week. <laughs> well, why do you have to wait till they reach out? Why don't you just mention it? All right, you're a weirdo. You don't like to hug. This is true. I, I, I'm shocked. I can't believe I didn't really know this about you because I am such a like <laughs> crazy hugger. Well, you're just like an outrageously affectionate person. Yeah. So with everybody, borderline inappropriate. It is. Like at work. Yep. Yep. I'm a <laughs> hugger. I'm a kisser. I'm a cuddler. Like I'll tell you I love you all the time. It's yes. Anyways, everyone who knows me does know that. But I just find it weird that I didn't know that. Were you fake hugging me all these times? Yeah. Or? no like sometimes they're genuine I'm just not a hugger like I just never was I never understood the girls that like needed to hug their friends like like in high school like like every day you're going on lunch break you hug when you see each other and when you're going back to class you hug like I was just like why is everyone fucking hugging all the time like (laughs) what are we like waiting for the apocalypse or something like you, you never know what's gonna happen the next hour and a half you're absolutely right. And there's, I don't think there's ever a time when you shouldn't be expressing your love for the people that you love. Well, we just feel differently on those things. I mean, I hug. I hug my children. I you hug. hug your children. That doesn't count. That I doesn't know. count. I only hug my children. <laughs> we have enough ammo for CAS. And if you just said that you didn't hug your children, then here we go again. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, that's a basic requ- requirement as a mother. <laughs> I'm a personal space kind of person. Like, I just don't think I need to hug you. Like, you know, I love you. It's whatever. It's I fine. would like to just see it sometimes. Well, I don't think it's too much to ask. I'll work on Thank it. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say that I'll work on not being so needy, but I cannot promise that. I'll I don't on, even want to say it out loud. <laughs> I'll work on my hug phobia. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry you just learned this about me. <laughs> I know. And that's super weird that I did just learn that about you. Uh, anyways, moving on. So, Speaking of like bros and besties and hugging, hugging. <laughs> I know these two guys hug each other for sure. Oh, for sure, they are so bromance type people. Yeah. Um, close personal friends of ours, Jason Momoa and Chris Pratt, <laughs> homies, long time, long time. <laughs> no, um, two of the hottest dudes in my opinion. Love them to death. Think yeah, they're yeah. great. I just we saw that they had a little thing about you know taking care of the planet, making sure that you're recycling and not using yeah. uh, plastic water bottles. Momoa kind of called out Pratt, but in such like a nice, gentle way. In a nice way, but it's like still typical bromance way, like like commenting on it, on this picture. I thought it was really cute. Yeah, but it <laughs> speaks to us. Like we, the reason we are mentioning it is because we're both like so anti-plastic water bottles. Yeah. We're like really hate we have the, our yeah like <laughs> to the point where i carry around my mason jar <laughs> yeah that's just weird because it's glass it's I gonna know. break and people look at me really strange like walking around with like a jar i feel like you it's probably look a like a homeless i probably do especially sometimes when it's empty like a like, homeless literally look at that a homeless <laughs> no but i'm that's sure it does phrase. look weird when I'm, especially when it's empty, I just walk around holding my empty jar. Like holding it out in front of you? <laughs> yeah. like. I have my empty That's the first thing jar. that enters a room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Followed by Jess. Yeah. 
<laughs> followed by a hug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, um, me and my yeah. jar coming at you. Yeah. No, um, but it's true. I fucking hate plastic water bottles. Like, same. It's such, I know. It's such a disgusting thing. And it's so funny because when people come over, they're like, oh, do you have water bottles? I'm like, no. Do you know me at all? I would never. And when Justin, like, or we have parties or whatever, gatherings, get-togethers, He's like, oh, let's get a case of water. I'm like, no, Why, we cannot. How could we ever? I, I can't. bought one of those. I refuse. It's a weird thing. Like people, no. I think are weirded out by me. I I hate it. I the other day someone came over and like, oh, do you have anything to drink? I'm like, I have tap water. <laughs> you can have tap water. I have a, water. a tap water. I have a tap. <laughs> the tap Shopping with water in it. <laughs> I have all the things you need. <laughs> and mason jars yeah. as cups. <laughs> I do. No plastic cups <laughs> around do. here. No. I have a shit ton of mason jars, and then I have different sizes of the mason jars because if you're really thirsty, you need a bigger jar. Anyways, I have it all planned out. It all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I like drinking from glass. I just like not using plastic that's yeah. unnecessary. So anyway, that was our, our yeah. Save the Planet PSA. <laughs> and Jason we love Momoa, you, Jason Momoa. Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah. You're hot as F. We love you anyways, but we especially love you when you're calling out your buddy. Yeah. For- well, Momoa has his own like water line does he is that yeah. what this is about I, it, yeah. it obviously is stemming from money in some way so. well i think he's genuine but anyway we'll i think we've talked enough about that oh no we have not okay <laughs> i just remembered there's this guy that works in my building and he looks exactly like jason momoa dear god i know and at, at lunch hour the girls and i would oogle him is that the word oogle i don't think so it is ogle Oh. <laughs> now you're the one who can't speak. I think it's Google. Okay, um, sure. I'm sure somebody will correct us. Help us. Yeah. We don't Google, remember? Well, we, yeah, because we get fact We won't by Google Google. <laughs> no, we will not. Anyways, long story short, I saw this guy eating on the roof and he literally, we have like a rooftop patio. He literally okay. just threw garbage on the ground. I was going to say, is he a homeless? No. Eating on the roof? <laughs> I saw him like up on upon a roof <laughs> the roof patio in our work and he threw litter on the ground and i'm and every time i see him i literally give him cut eye i'm so disgusted J- by him. the jason momoa yes. look alike yes oh, yes he ruined he everything ruined himself he ruined jason momoa for me like so now i'm like turned off but now the real jason momoa kind of brought it back so yeah. he that guy's a little in better standing redemption <laughs> Okay, I think we should probably get into the episode, but just a reminder, guys, we have our Ride or Die segment um, at the end of the episode, so stay tuned. So today, we have, like, the coolest guest ever. We have a pro dominatrix on, and our conversation with her is just phenomenal. I, we love this episode. She almost needs no introduction. She almost needs no introduction is right. Like, I'm trying to think of the words to say for her, but no, yeah. she's awesome. But we will say she is a worker of kink. Um, she answered a lot of our questions when it came to sex work, and she's a pro. She knows it all. So we're really excited, and we're going to get right into the show. Our guest is Lady Pim, and we'll let her tell you all the things about kink and the sex world. Thank you so much for being here, Lady Pim. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, we're so excited. I am as well. <laughs> so you have a pretty big resume. Yeah. <laughs> you do. You're very busy. <laughs> I'm a busy lady, yeah. Um, and I've been doing um, sex work, sex adjacent work, kink work for a long time when you when I kind of think about it. Like anytime a guest 
anytime uh, like an interviewer asks me to put together, you know, a, an assortment of like who I am and like what are the things I've done, I'm like, oh, I it also impresses me. I'm like, like hmm, I've done a lot, I guess. Where do I start? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, where did you start? Actually, <laughs> oh boy, where did I start? I started um, writing erotic fiction. That oh. is kind of where this all started. So you're an author first. Yes, I uh, I was in theater, so I do have a theater background, um, but I have a fiction writing background as well. So I think. Someone asked me to write a story to be a part of a publication, uh, and they knew I was kind of, like, interested in sex and sexuality. I wasn't like, that wasn't my career quite yet, but they knew I kind of had an interest. They knew I was probably a little slutty. And they're like, <laughs> wouldn't it be fun if you wrote, like, a sexy story? So I was like, oh, love that like, idea. Yes, I would. <laughs> I will be great at that. Yeah. And then <laughs> Finally, I... someone has asked. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Just been waiting. <laughs> so was your plan to be an author? Like, is that what you thought you would be when you grew up? So at one point, that was my track, for sure. Yeah. Wow. wow. You kind yeah. of veered. Yeah, I still do sex writing, so and I enjoy it very much. And I still do fiction, erotic fiction writing as well. So oh. I do, I kind of, anything I start, I keep going forever. I just keep adding things to my life. So why not? Yeah. <laughs> so, but the theme is all sex and sex related. It sure is. Sex, sex, sex. Yes, sex baby. Sex baby. Makes the world go around, I think. Yeah. It definitely <laughs> it, does. It literally does. Uh-huh. It makes the world populated at least. I love it. All of it. So, so you exciting. so you got started because you wrote a sexy article or a story? Uh, an erotic fiction story. Erotic fiction. And then they asked me to do it monthly for that publication. And then I kept writing more and more. And I was like, oh, I'm accumulating a lot now. So then I had a little portfolio to send out uh, and then to get published other places. And then from there, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great to have an event where we could, people could read their porn and uh, creating kind of a show around that. And I was like, oh, but it would be more fun if there were like burlesque elements and if there was a sexpert, you know, teaching the audience about something, if there was like real life sex stories and then that started uh, the monthly show that I've been running now for six years, which is called Bedpost. Wow. And you do, is that a show that you, you have your podcast? I do. Called Bedpost. I but do. But then you also, is the show Bedpost at like a venue, like a live show as well? It is. I've been doing it every month um, at the Social Capital Theater. Uh, for a couple of years, I was doing it twice a month. Uh, right now, I'm in 2020. I'm adding like some holiday shows at different venues. So it's been around town. I saw your post <laughs> yeah. that you've got something coming up. It's uh-huh, exciting. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you exciting. started the show and then that kind of brought you into the podcast world? Or is that like just sort of a total afterthought? No, about a year later, uh, basically all the fantastic guests I was booking for the show, you know, they're on stage for like... 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, and they're like, um, like a sexologist, like a board certified sexologist. And they're only on stage for 10 minutes. I'm like, ah, what a waste. Like, I want to hear so much more from them. And I'm sure other people do as well. So absolutely. Uh, that's why I started the pod. So I could like get them, I could hold them hostage in a yeah. room for an hour and get pick all their the brains. Questions. Yeah. Concentrated environment. Totally. <laughs> that is smart. Like get them where you want them. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Well, it's really true, though. Like, when you talk to fascinating people, like, you never want it to end. Obviously, we know that firsthand. Uh Yes. (laughs) And it always seems too short. Like, on stage, 
any, I still do that kind of Q and A segment with a like quote unquote sexpert, um, which could be anywhere, you know, from a sex educator to like a sex worker. Um, anytime we finish that segment on stage, it always feels too short. Always, always, always. So I'm like, yeah, I think I made the good call doing a podcast out of this because I still feel like it's a good idea like six years down the line. More time, yeah. (laughs) Totally. It's so funny how like fascinated we are by anything sex related. Like people just eat it up. Like you just want to know everything. You want to talk about it for hours. Like it's, it's such a, it's still such a taboo thing, but no, at the same time, it's so not because everyone's like, I need to know and I want to know all the details. Well, but everyone like, has sex for sure. So it's the most common <laughs> everyone. thing. Okay. Well, a I lot of people, they do. Oh, yeah. yeah. They should a be. Lot if of they're people. not. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's ace people and ace spectrum people. So, okay. Yeah, that you're being fair. Ace, asexual. Oh. Yeah, or demisexual. So there are a lot of people that don't have sex for a lot of reasons. I have friends that are like that. They just don't like to have sex. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know these terms. Demisexual. Demisexual, yeah. What does that mean? Demisexual means you're attracted to personalities, which um, is, uh, I I mean, I'm not demisexual, so I'm not going to speak on behalf of people that identify like that, but... Yeah, generally, it's that you're not attracted. You don't look at a person and are attracted to them. Okay. Yeah. Is that similar to pansexual? No. Pansexual means you're attractive to uh, people regardless of their gender. So all genders. So isn't that bisexual? Bisexual (laughs) uh, used to mean attracted to uh, both male and female. Now more people take it to mean I'm attracted to my own gender and genders unlike mine. So they are very similar, bisexual and pansexual, with like the modern meanings of both. They are very similar. Wow, okay. that's a yeah. whole episode in itself. Like yeah. all I the terms and really would love to actually learn about what all the terms mean. Cause I've I just recently learned of pansexual. Yeah. Um less recently, but still recent enough, polyamory. Like mm-hmm. it's so fascinating, like that this all exists and it's it's just not in my like vocabulary. Like I just yeah. don't know it I hear the words I don't know what they mean and so then therefore I definitely don't want to like talk about it because then I'll be really ignorant because I absolutely don't understand it or know about it but I'm so mm-hmm. curious about it yeah for sure yeah I de- identify as poly and I identify as pan so okay yeah fascinating okay. yeah amazing wow. thank you for telling us <laughs> no problem so I want to hear about your job oh yeah. my job <laughs> is this your main job being a dominatrix yes. is right now it actually is my main job. I I kind of couldn't really say that for a long time, but now it is. Yeah. Basically it's I do in-person sessions, like so private domination with one person or several people or a couple uh, folks of any gender. Um, I do that through the ritual chamber, which is a lovely uh, dungeon venue, like a play space venue here in is Toronto. Actually dungeon. Uh, yeah, there's a, yeah, the main play space is like a dungeon setup. There's also like a little kind of themed school setup. So there's like a chalkboard and a lockers and like an old school desk and chair. There's like, you know, books and a globe and like a pointer stick and like all stuff for like that. fantasy play. Yeah. Yep. So and the, is that like the main fantasy? Like the school or a common one? like the it's super teacher. common yeah it's super common it's one of, teacher yeah exactly it's <laughs> it's one of the archetypes for sure so, are you always a teacher um no you can be you can be a student um you can be a student dominating a teacher for sure 
or you can be a student dominating another student, like a bully situation. It's really fun. Oh. Or I've had one where I had a male-female couple. I was the principal, he was the teacher, and she was the student. So it was a co-top, co-topping her situation. So it can look a lot of different ways. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So let's, wait, let's back up and get to the first, like the foundation. So yes. like what really is being a dominatrix? Because I think for a lot of people, we have the idea that it's like 50 shades of gray, shades of gray. Yeah. But like that's not really a dominatrix because it's more him well it's like dom submissive situation yeah. in like the show for what my mind would automatically go to is like a woman in all leather whips big high heels and just like basically beats the shit out of a guy yeah or no actually yeah my mind would be a guy would be a guy yeah, yeah. um like I stepping mean, on their balls and stuff Mm -hmm. It can be those things. Okay. And stereotypically, like you're saying, a lot of people do think of, you know, the leather leather clad vixen yeah. with, you know, heels and and whatnot. Um, I can't wear heels, so I don't wear heels. Oh, I'm vegetarian, so I don't wear leather. Um, and also, um, I'm I have a very playful, fun personality. So you know, a lot of strict. <laughs> yeah, I, I can put it on for sure. I can pepper it into play as well. But my more natural dominating um, like persona is, is playful and teasing and silly and fun. So, um, oh. it can, dominating can look a lot of different ways. It can look really unlimited different ways. Mm -hmm. Like what kind of ways? Can you tell us some types? Sure. Yeah. You can do, um, you can do a scene where it's very maternal. Um, so it's very caring, nurturing, encouraging, loving. Um, mm. So I guess like the dominating there isn't so much like a like an aggressive domination it's more of just you being can be like... a disciplinarian mommy for sure oh. it's still but... like the power right yeah it's all about the power dynamic exactly yeah so you have a you have a d type or a, or a dom type uh and then you have a submissive type so and are they s type they are s type okay. yes you can be on either side Look of the at slash you, Laura, you're learning <laughs> <laughs> quick study yeah you'll yeah. get an a plus in my teacher student role play um but yeah, it can be it can be maternal. Uh, it can be really sensual and kind of have that kind of sexy vibe. Um, it can be completely like dominating, domineering, uh, stern, sadistic. Um, you know, where you're really like barking orders. You're, there's might be humiliation play involved, so you can get kind of a more extreme, uh, you know, extreme mean stern that side of the spectrum. Um, or you can get like really anything in between. You can be playful, sweet, cute with it. Um, I like playing like a ditzy dom character sometimes where I'm like, oh, I forgot. I, where's the key? I lost it. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, how does this work? Oh, I'm like just, you know. All kinds of, that's very fun for me to just. That sounds absolutely. Ditsy like, Dom is a very fun character. Hilarious and fun. Or you can be um, like a lot of people like uh, kind of an emotionally removed professional. So say at the ritual chamber, there's also like a faux doctor's office. So like a medical room. So some people really yes. like role play where there's like someone who's a professional and they're being polite because this is their job. But also they have another patient after this and you know, all the all the kinds of um, characteristics that you find, like, in your actual doctor uh, can be really sexy to a lot of people, like how they're, like, a little stubborn, how they're a little impatient with you. 
um, how they're kind of encouraging in that polite way, but it's emotionally removed. Like they're like, I know this is going to be difficult for you. So just hang on one more second. You're doing really great. But it's not like that really warm. Yeah, uh, feeling it's that like you the get desensitized from the... bedside manner. <laughs> totally, yeah. Like so, and and you know they can make the person feel like they're a number. You know, like they're an object. Some a lot of people really get off uh, with like objectification. So, are there ever um, when you're still the dominant situations where you make them be dominant towards you in a dominant way? <laughs> yeah, you can definitely do that. Uh, I wouldn't do that professionally just because I like to keep the lines between uh, like me as the dom and them as the sub very clear. Uh, but for sure, in your personal play, um, and you know, there are a lot of different doms that might offer services like as a switch so they do both um so that is definitely an option with kink play for sure because um basically like if you're looking at a kink scene there's a dom and a sub but there's also a top and and a bottom what's that and um so those things are different a yeah, dom and, and, a sub different. and a top and a bottom are four different yeah okay. characters or like roles roles okay yeah or things you can be doing um, and a lot of times the top and the dom, it, that's the same thing. And a lot of times the bottom and the sub is the same thing as well, but they don't have to be, uh, basically the top is the person that is doing the thing and the bottom is the person that's receiving the thing. Okay. So trying to keep up. I think that's my what I am. Here. I am a dom bottom. There you Does go. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely. Because I... So you're making them, you're ordering them and your dynamic is that you're, either making them or telling them or asking them to do the things to do all yeah, the but things, I also right? like them to be creative on their own yeah I like but that I like them to do the things to me you know what I mean I mm-hmm. think I'm just a but you like bottom. the one in control of everything <laughs> well I think I am in control because I'm saying yeah, yeah yeah or yeah. in advance I'll be like make sure you're like rough and make sure you you do this stuff right yeah 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 okay I'm a sub bottom I'm just like straight up sub bottom yeah (laughs) there's another word for that but I call you that enough so never mind (laughs) um okay well that's kind of cool learning some terminology there yeah so there wasn't so would it be like a situation like someone's fantasy might be like I want a dominatrix but my fantasy is that I dominate the dominatrix in this Mm-hmm. story or whatever that can de- that's definitely a valid but you wouldn't do that yeah that's a perfectly valid fantasy i don't offer that professionally yeah um and unfortunately with that type of a fa- fantasy some people may try to do that unconsensually mm. i've had somebody book fired? me before yeah where they're where it's clear that their kink is getting a, an actual rise out of me, like not a role play rise oh, where, like where we're you're acting, defending yourself almost or where they're just trying to make me angry at them. They're legitimately trying to annoy me or make me uncomfortable. And they're trying to get the upper hand power wise, like so outside I. of the role play. And I'm just like, ew, no, I right away. I stopped the scene and I'm like, that's not something I agreed to. And that's yeah. not something I would agree to professionally yeah. so stop that shit right now <laughs> yeah, like right then and there you come out of the role and you're like stop I can yeah. yeah or you know there are other subtle ways that you can kind of direct the scene if you don't as me as a professional dom if I don't like what's going on I can do it in other ways you know I can deflect and divert and and kind of alter the narrative away yeah. from whatever's happening if I if I um 
if I want to do it that way, or I can completely come out of the scene um, as well. Because I yeah. mean, I'm sure you're both aware. I know you're you're not kink players, but I'm sure you're aware that kink people use safe words. Mm-hmm. Right. And Pineapple. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> why is that the go-to? It's a good one. Why? It's from that movie. Okay, is what a reference? Movie? Yeah. yeah. The uh, one with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Um, sisters or whatever? Yeah. Is it called Sisters? I don't know. They're sisters. Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> okay. It's <true>. Sisters. <laughs> Movie sisters. We'll go with that. <laughs> and uh, what's the big wrestler? Mike, Mike Cena? Is that his name? Paul. John Cena. John Cena. Yeah. Oh, my Paul. God. Anyway. Yeah. Ringo. Paul. Paul. John, <laughs> Mike. They're all in the Bible. Okay. So, um, oh, so anyway. what it is. I've heard of this and, before. Yeah. And he's we'll like, pineapple. he like looks down at her in one of the scenes and he's like, my safe word is pineapple. Nice, nice, nice. I yeah, think. She's like, what the hell? Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. So, so you're familiar that with that. That might be a completely wrong reference, but we're just, we'll fact check it. We later. barely got that reference out as it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was already <laughs> wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that made sense. This is the theme of our show. Yeah. We don't this know what's general going General sweeping on. or sweeping generalizations. <laughs> So, yeah, so as, like, you know, somebody that's getting spanked, you know, you would be the person, you, you you all would probably think you would be the person to have the safe word. If you're getting beaten, you need to be the person that has getting limits, beaten. boundaries, and know what's up, right? Yeah. yeah. But as a dominant, you also have all those things. You have limits, boundaries, types of play like that you don't do. how far you'll do, go. How far you'll go, um, what makes you uncomfortable, and it's different to everyone. Like, I, I have safe words in a scene as well. I have times where I want to stop the scene as well, just like a bottom wood. Is it something wood. like sometimes where somebody's like, do this to me, and then it's like getting out of hand or something? You're like, no. So you word. say pineapple? Yeah, I can I can either say my safe word um, to not break scene. Like if I mm. desire to not break the scene, I can give my, usually you do a stoplight system. So yellow is like slow down, change up the activity, give me a break. Um, we're getting close do to do something red. different. Yeah, we're kind of approaching uncomfortable territory. Yeah. Um, and red is a full stop of the scene. So, so you would say so yellow. So I could say yellow. Okay. I could say yellow, or I could just stop the scene. I'm the fucking dom. I can do whatever I want, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm the boss bitch here. Yeah, yeah. You know. So it's however I want it to go. I can do it subtly, or I can do it not so subtly. <laughs> so it's universal, kind of though. Like that's a universal language where you'd say green, yellow, red, and the participants are aware. Yeah, that's generally understood to be uh, like the stoplight system. That's generally understood. If you say yellow or red, most people that play kink will will get what that means. Although, um, you know, you can have whatever safe word, as you said, it could could be pineapple if you want to be pineapple. (laughs) We all know what Lauren's is. You know, pineapple. And it's always important to ask because, you know, I'm not going to just tell them, well, it's red. And then they're used to saying pineapple and then they can't think of red in the moment. And, you know, so yeah. people know what their safe word is, and it's good to use the one that they're used to using. But all of that sort of stuff would typically be covered in, like, the consultation. Obviously, you don't just, like, meet these people for the first time, walk in there, and go crazy. Like, there's, I would assume, a negotiation kind of contract or, like, understanding. Because you need to know what they're looking for, what maybe their fantasies are, like, what they're trying to get out of this. Definitely, like, yeah. As a professional, um, they fill out a form beforehand that has all that safety information. Um, and then also when we meet in person, we spend like five to 10 minutes doing a negotiation, which is just basically talking about all the same things. So you're talking about if you have any emotional triggers, any physical uh, impairments, difficulties, um, you know, what are your safe words? Uh, what are your hard limits? What are your soft limits? And then what do you want to do? 
in the scene today. Like that's so, all, ideally this is all said before you start any kink scene. That's not always the case, unfortunately. A lot mm. of people do pick up play where they don't, don't do any negotiation whatsoever, which that stoplight system really comes in handy there because yeah. you're like, oh shit, we didn't even talk about our safe word. Especially new kink people, they don't always know that you should sit down and have an in-depth conversation before someone starts beating you. Well, so, but why wouldn't they have that conversation though? That's not just like across the board. Like you can just walk into a place of business, like where you work and just be like, I want to go see this dominatrix and walk in. Some people aren't aware or are completely ignorant. Some people are purposefully malicious and mm. want to manipulate new people specifically. Like there are some doms, um, you know, they're good. They're great professionals here in Toronto and there are a couple shitty ones as well. Um, like any just other like, profession. Yeah, and just like um, lifestyle players as well. There are some shitty lifestyle players here in Toronto that will specifically um, prey on newbies who aren't so, the, that don't have really defined boundaries oh and that God. don't have really, um, you know, set up negotiation procedures in their head. They just think they're a sub and they're supposed to do whatever the Dom asks them to do. That's like but abuse. That's like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like isn't that yeah. borderline like psychotic, sociopathic behavior? Like yeah, that all seems, those like why would you seek that out? Like that seems but scary. Some, some a people little bit, actually yeah because like, of predatorial. What, it's like it the is. sadistic part of it, right? Yeah, the well, masochist. it's yeah, it, it's just um, it's how kink is represented in media. You don't see mm -hmm. negotiation happening, you know, exactly in, in media. Like when you see a dom in any tv show or film or anything like that are they asking for permission are they are they do you ever see any time where they're talking to the sub and the sub is saying okay i want to be spanked but i don't want to be spanked with that implement because i don't like it um i need a warm-up in this way so i need to kind of punch my bum first then i need you to kind of scratch it to warm up the skin and that's the warm-up that oh. i need and i want it yeah. to be about 10 minutes long i can't go longer than that um, and I want you to be telling me to be encouraging me throughout it and telling me I'm a good girl. You don't see that. No, no. that's very like detailed. You don't yeah. see that. And anywhere. that's, that's sort of what started this whole like conversation is that the stereotype of a dominatrix is this big woman. First of all, typically it's like a much larger woman comes in a room the and strength, just starts, yeah, starts beating the shit out of someone or like whipping them or whatever the situation is. So it is like, that's the whole point of this is to kind of like understand this industry a lot better because yeah. you, I mean, we'll have pictures on our social, but you are my size. Like yeah, you're I'm like, tiny. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I'm only five, two. You don't yeah, seem five, three. Yeah. So, and just like a very slender person. Yeah. So that is not, I don't think what most people would picture as a dominatrix. No. And I'm so. smiling in a lot of my pictures too yeah, you are you always picture. are you're yes. smiling yeah, you're fun looking because that's my dominant that's my dominant that's style fun. and that's my personality and also I'm really great with new people and I really like imparting my knowledge on new people about safety and whatnot um and developing their own boundaries and all that kind of thing all those kinds of things um so I really try to have an unintimidating kind of presence because um a lot of people want to be dominated, but don't want to be just, you know, walk in a room and have some beat the shit out of yeah, them. Like, no. But they're like, there's parts of it I want, but I don't know if I can do that without having a lot of pain inflicted Being on scared me. scared. So you help them through the So steps. I'm like, no, 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 you can be dominated without receiving pain. Oh my God, so of course fun. you can. Yeah, we can do a million things if you're not into pain. And they're like, oh my God, I thought I'd have to like 
so many people are so relieved, um, like first timers that book me, they're like, oh my God, I thought I would have to like endure pain to be able to do these other little things that I want to do. Aww. Mm. It's so nice that they have you to Like a sweetie. Oh my God. No. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that's the thing. Well, what if you're in the middle of it and you know how sometimes like, you know, when you're into it yourself, um, you like, I don't know what more and more, I don't know. Whatever. roughness or whatever yeah. like you know what I mean what if that happens but you didn't <clears throat> predetermine that and now you're in a situation where it's like new territory but they want you to keep going more mm-hmm. is that possible um yeah that can happen for sure there are a lot of reasons why a sub might push themselves past a point that they should um they may have like an internal goal uh, that they want they may have just just like we were talking about this kind of preconceived idea of what this type of play should be like they you know they may feel um they just may not be in a proper headspace to be totally aware of what their body's doing like some people actually go into like an altered headspace when they're receiving pain so that you know could uh that could impair their judgment at the time so that's why it's that much more important to have a dom that knows what they're doing especially with new people and they're not going to push you too hard and they're going to make sure you talk about it as much as possible beforehand Uh, so that doesn't happen because a lot of subs won't say yellow or won't say red due to due to lots of different reasons like i can do this and i want to keep going yeah or maybe it's something yeah to myself or to the dom or it's going to be over soon, so I'll just endure it. Yeah. Or lots of reasons. Well, I think that's something that... Or I'm not, um, a, I'm not a real sub if I don't take it. Ah. So there's like a Pressure. lot of... Yeah. I think this kind of gets into the territory of um, people using, you know, this kink as a form of therapy, right? As yeah. a way to like work through things. Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, that's not specifically true for why I went into kink. Um It could be, I guess, in a general way, just how as a female person, you know, you're you you generally don't have any power just like walking around town. You're always told that, um, you know, that you're you're not taken seriously, um, that you're too young, like on and on. Right. So that may be a reason I kind of entered kink to kind of find my own feminine power. In yeah, I wanted to back up a little bit on that and just to like hear how you got into it because we talked about like how you started as writing and then had your um, shows mm-hmm. and then one day you were just like, I want to take it to the next level and see and, and did it stem from wanting to have that feminine power like you talked about or like... Yeah, it, it's connected. Yeah, I, I basically through my show, I started to just talk to so many different people that were like in the sex industry, in the kink industry. So I knew just like so many people and I had had so many great examples of, um, you know, femdoms and, and whatnot and like kink educators and stuff like that. So I had a lot of great resources, a lot of great examples. Um, so I kind of unofficially apprenticed under many different femdoms is that like a thing like apprenticing as a dom for sure yeah, yeah. you have to learn somehow right yeah. definitely you can't go to school for it right so yeah yeah you wow. um yeah you need someone to teach you for sure or as i did have like a community of people to teach you right so i interviewed so many doms um i uh sat in on a lot of sessions um i went to a shit ton of workshops 
um, uh, also in a lifestyle way, like I just co-topped with a lot of people. So um, developing skills that way and knowledge that way. And I also had, I'm a sex geek just in general, like if that's not obvious yet. <laughs> you um, are? I, I have <laughs> sex and sex stuff. <laughs> so I just like try to get as much information about everything as I can. And I say that's like a really good place to come from when you want to be a dominatrix, like the best place. Because for me, like the person I'm playing with, their their safety and their wellness is always at the forefront of their mind, of my mind. Um, so spe specifically like as a professional, that's like really important. Um, yeah. so yeah, but this, but this idea of, um, of kind of healing through kink is definitely a thing. I definitely facilitate a lot of sessions, um, for people who are working through past traumas is a mm -hmm. big thing. Um, like abusive past traumas? Yeah, or... yeah, potentially. Or or even just say, like, say somebody just hates hospitals because they were in the hospital a lot as a kid. And, like, anytime they, like, smell the smell of latex mm. or, you know, they just freak. So many little triggers. Yeah, or they just, like, the idea of just somebody wearing a lab coat is they're just it just like makes them physically ill like just like so these would be considered triggers and then they yeah. want to conquer that or yeah well, so like instead of going or at, in addition to going to therapy it's another tool in the toolbox definitely exactly i i for sure tell people i'm not a therapist <laughs> definitely not a therapist um and uh you know the, it seeing a dominatrix to kind of role play out past traumas in a safe space just as you said can be like a part of it can be one of the colors of, in your crayon box for right. sure yeah um yeah and it, essentially it's just about creating positive positive or at the very least neutral connections to things that you have really negative associations to in your past so like as i mentioned like the sensory stuff of like yeah. the s different smells um different feelings of like a latex glove on your skin um so Some people are freaked about needles. You can do mm -hmm. needles in a like needle play in a consensual Ooh. way. You're yeah. just rewriting the narrative for them. Totally. Helping like to programming and reprogramming. Totally. But again, that's like I'm one of the people yeah. ideally I'm one of the people that's helping them to do that in their lives. Yes. Yeah. But that's that's very common. Yeah. So that's... then you're using sex to heal. Oh. Is that fair to say? <laughs> oh, that is lovely to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it's so cool. interesting because it's so like, it's almost like a sub industry, if that makes sense. Like it's an underground kind of industry still. Like, I guess, you know. Sub is, has a different meaning in this conversation. <laughs> True. But you know what I mean? Like these, this is, it exists on so many levels and like so many people utilize it and love it. And it's a whole thing but it's just not in general conversation it's just not something well, a lot that of we... things with sex are not in general conversation true and, and that's something some yeah reason. and that was no something I wanted to talk about is like why do you think this is so taboo like it's 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 known people know about it people participate in it people love it it's a it's a lifestyle like you said um but sex is just still so taboo like we're still under this whole like idea that sex is between a man and a woman and it's after marriage or okay but like, here's another a, thing on this point, maybe that is for us. You as a kink professional, is that, would you agree with this statement? Oh, for sure. I think a lot of people, like why my job exists, like let's be honest, I, 
I see people of all genders um, and all orientations. However, the most common client I get is a cis male, is a cis straight male. Wait, what's cis, a cis? <laughs> uh, like, as opposed to trans. Like, cis means that you're born. In, born. In, in, you're born in the body that you feel like you should be in. Okay. So... I'm a cis woman. Yeah. Okay. I was born we with the cis women. Yes, yeah, you're a cis woman. woman. Yeah. Yes. Cis. So S I Z C I S. Okay. Yeah. Cis gendered. Okay. Way off. You're born yeah. in the body that that you're you're game to live in. I need to write down all these terms, and then we need an episode on all of it. A glossary. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I honestly need a glossary plus a dictionary. <laughs> yes. Um, so yes, okay, uh, so uh, you're... cis het men by by and large are the client, the main client. I that see. was going to be my okay, question. This is interesting because like... I would think that a lot of let's say cis males would be opposed to things like therapy. Do you think that they're using sex? Is if like what do you think is the relation there? Like why cis men are your main clients? So I'm a dominant. So the people that come see me are are mostly submissives. So it is very taboo in today's mm-hmm. climate yeah. for a man to seek submissive, to have submissive desires. Right. Why? Because toxic, toxic masculinity. Yeah. Men are taught not to cry and you throw like a girl and don't be a pussy. Don't yeah. be a sissy. Uh, it's you all can't... associated with being a woman. Yes. Or a female. Which, exactly. It's I always thought that was masculinity. when they say don't be a pussy yet a pussy can birth a child and then. A testicle. Oh, testicle. Need... I can. I cannot even flick the testicle. I can no. mime yeah. like I'm going to yeah. flick the and they're testicle. Gonna on it. And they're like, the they're they gagging already. Like <laughs> yeah, they like, say grow instead of balls really? to imply to be tougher. Yet they're the weakest thing in the world. Balls. <laughs> it's so true. What the hell is that? It's so it's true. Language, it's always obviously. the language. Yeah. The language and so many things needs to be changed and redirected. And like this yeah. is exactly I think why your industry and kink is is necessary because. That was going to be part of like one of my questions too is like the gender role that is expected of a man and a woman is men are strong and they're dominant and they're the powerhouse and they're the ones that call the shots and make the decisions and women just are supposed to be like, yes, yes. They're submissive. Yes. They're supposed to be. Women. Putting this in quotes, air quotes, like. Yeah. And and that's why, unfortunately, that's a big part of why my profession exists is because men don't feel like they can ask that of female partners in relationships. Will you dominate me? That's like the scariest thing that a man could say to their like wife, let's say. Do you think, though, like these men have tried or they're just like not going to do it because I because don't want to be judged literally or laughed at? Ev- or- yeah, everything, literally everything they've ever been taught from day one is that that's wrong. Yeah, even as young boys are like, toughen up, son, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. dads. Coaches, don't be a bitch. Coaches, yeah. dads, yeah, don't like be don't be bitch. a little bitch, like all that, right? That's hideous. So, so many of these yeah. like... Oh services exist because of men's insecurities. Totally. Oh, my God. <laughs> God well, damn totally. it, man. <laughs> and I just Stop mean, being little bitches. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Unless you're the professional kink yeah. player. Uh-huh. Um, can I ask you, and, and I don't know if you want to answer it, but is this something that obviously this is something you like to do? Mm-hmm. Is this personally something that like turned you on or do you, how do you um, feel when you're in it? Do you separate how do you it? separate it? Yeah. Yeah. How do I separate it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I separate it because... I, um, I feel like, so if I'm dominating someone in my personal life versus dominating someone on the job, Mm -hmm. 
I think I can be a little more sexual with like lifestyle partners, right? Like, yeah. So I'm I'm allowed to be turned on and I'm allowed to like engage sexually with the partner. Right. You know, if I'm dating a person and I'm dominating them, then I can dominate with my genitals if I yeah. want. You know, I can touch their genitals. It can get it can get sexual. Um, so uh and I think I think I'm just really good at compartmentalizing. Like at work, I'm very aware I'm at work. And the only times where I might drift into like turned on territory is like if we're doing, we're specifically doing something that I specifically really, really enjoy. Like if we're, if they're asking me to say the one phrase that I like to hear, like as a bottom, like in my personal life, then I'm like, oh, I would love to hear this right now. Like they must be loving it because like I would, I think of like, how I would love a dom to say that to me. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, so you I wouldn't red light that because then, no, no you're like, let's no do way. this. We're all, no, we're all having good. fun now. Yeah. You know, I'll, but I'll like, you know, I'll like, I'll clock it on myself and I'll be like, oh, okay. That's for you this know, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, essentially. I'll like see that and be like, oh, watch that, you know, <laughs> and then... And then I'll, I'll be able to essentially, I've never ever like gotten carried away in any way in a session, because as I said, on the forefront of my mind is like, I'm here to do this job to provide this experience for this person. Right. And also you didn't really choose that partner. So you may not be attracted to that partner. Yeah. And I mean, I can find things attractive, like all different things attractive about clients or things that I find, you know, unappealing. Well, I, I'm saying the opposite way. Like there's oh, there's right. so much about people that you can that's interesting at the very least. Yeah. Um, you know, and valuable and like you endearing like them and you too. endearing that you just want to hang out with them and be with them and yeah. do a do a thing for them, like provide a service to the best of your ability for well, them. Clearly yeah. you have a passion for people in general. Yeah, for yeah. sure I do. Yeah. I would think like that I mean, obviously I'm not a dom and that is not a realm that I think I'd want to enter just because it's not for me, but like, I love people too. Like I'm fascinated by people and yeah. we are, and that's yeah. part of why we started the podcast. Cause it's like, I just love learning about people and like what they do and what makes them tick and like stuff that they're involved in that I have, I'm so far removed from, like for instance, this, um, industry. And I feel like you just can't help, but like want to know more like if yeah. someone comes in with a specific like fantasy oh yeah or, I'm like tell me you're all like, oh, about it that's so fascinating yeah especially yeah. if it's something that like if I, it's new yeah it's kind of new to me I'm like oh my god I love it tell me tell me everything yeah yeah totally that would be a challenge for me because I'd be like what else <laughs> keep telling like, me let's more let's just like, talk yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I would be like that. Like, well, like, I want to know uh, about you now. Can we stop the session now? <laughs> like, 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 yeah, when's the fun starting? <laughs> like, I came here for a good paddling. Can yeah. Shut the hell up. <laughs> stop talking. No, that is funny. I yeah, it is very interesting. All the stories and all the preferences, and but I just I think I'd be turned on the whole time. Like yeah. this is hot. Yeah, See, I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't. Yeah, I'm just not in that headspace for yeah. that. Like, I'm, like I'm with a client. It's very punch clear. In, punch out it's very thing. clear in yeah. my head I'm with a client. Yeah. Well, that's and, why you're the professional. Yeah. But let me tell you, I've had I've opened the door to a client and been like, oh, okay. Is this okay. trouble? Okay. <laughs> you're like, this is a good damn work. <laughs> <laughs> totally. There's definitely been that. Like, like today. Well, was it's a special better than day. like, and I know it was a special day. 
Yeah, but like it's better when you open the door and it's like that instead of like and no offense, but obviously some people are in our preferences. You're like, oh, well, I'm sure you have okay. bad days too. Yeah, or like, yeah today's but not a special day. <laughs> today's not a special. Yeah, there's definitely days where it feels I think more you're like more work. fair than we would be. Yeah. <laughs> However, yeah, as I'm so judgy. Yeah, <laughs> judgy. God damn, I want Wednesday again. <laughs> See, the only thing I'm judgy about is if somebody is being like being weird with me, like manipulative, mm. weird, or like. But yeah, that's not what it, the point of that so is. So I'll judge you to hell if you're being like, if you're trying to do, if you're trying to cross my boundaries, if you're a boundary pusher, or if you're trying to just trying to spring something on me that we didn't talk about and that I didn't consent to, then I'm going to judge the fuck out of you. Can yeah. I swear? Yeah. yeah. Judge, judge the hell. Out of we you. have to re-record this whole <laughs> yeah. thing. We never swear. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. So yeah, I can, I'll, I'll judge people, but I'll only judge the people that like really deserve it. Well, but I feel like people, that, I think what, like you said, those are the, the sickos, right? Kind of like that are looking to. We're judging. Well, well, okay. Well, I think it is sick if they're trying to like manipulate you to get their power like it's they're it's sick like, like they're trying to be abusive i think right yeah. Yeah. and it becomes like that game of who's more dominant then because oh, if yeah. they're and like that's not a game you, i signed up to play. yeah like, exactly that's like, you're like no no there's one dom here it's me yeah <laughs> yeah no. exactly see the outfit it's me yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's a but going back to when you were saying like what turns you on and like if if things get going and how you compartmentalize mm-hmm. and keep it non sexual for you. Mm-hmm. So when you say that, that means there is no like sex. And when I say sex, like penetration of any kind, no, like they're that's like not part of being a dominatrix. Uh, in general, no. If somebody is saying that they're a pro dom or professional dominatrix, it's good to assume that they do not offer sexual services. Right. Um, there are some people that do like a crossover of like full service sex work and domination. There are a couple mm-hmm. providers here in Toronto, but by and large, if you're like seeing someone's a dominatrix, they keep their clothes on the whole time. Okay, so what yeah. if someone was like, I want to be pegged? Um, and if you, as a woman, mm-hmm. Obviously, you have to use an apparatus. You do have to use an apparatus. <laughs> I just want yes. to say that word. Yes. <laughs> That's what this whole episode has yeah. been leading up to. We can be done yeah, now. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you for your time. <laughs> yes, I, I, I've pegged a couple times. I've, but that's allowed. I've pegged a that's couple not... times. I mean, like, if you're talking about getting really technical, like, there are some gray areas for sure. Like, the thing that is not a gray area is my clothes do not come off and you do not touch me. I touch right. you. You do not touch so me. So they never touch you? Never. Oh, never. Okay. And Even if, if they and if, wanted that? If they want that, then then I have to tell them, okay, you can do, like, there are very specific ways you can touch me. And, like, for instance, foot fetish, mm-hmm. that's a way that someone could touch oh, me. Oh, they'd touch your feet. So they would touch my feet, yeah. Okay. But but I have to give very specific boundaries surrounding that because I'm like, like don't okay. go up my leg. Exactly. <laughs> Has to be the knee yeah. is the limit. There, yeah. So it's right? like non but it's still genital like Yeah. It's called non non sexual body worship. Okay. So wow. yeah. More, more but it is sexual. Oh, because it's not sexual like your sexual parts. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Like uh, So then what are they gonna do with that? Like go home and jerk off later to that oh thought? i'm sure they fucking okay. think oh they yeah, yeah. for sure okay. do but but that said it's like okay great so below the knee foot worship is the session um but i'm still maintaining the dominant role the entire time right so those are my those are my boundaries surrounding 
non-sexual body worship. Well, that's I'm like, what I was... below the knee, and I remain in the dominant position the entire time. That's how I think then, of it yes. is dominant because you're saying, yes, you can do these things to me, but I'm telling you what you can do, right? Mm-hmm. That's dominant. Yeah, that's and I... the whole time I'm dictating exactly yeah, what but... I want you to do and what I don't want you to do, and you have to wait, and I'm going to tease you with this, and you better not do this, or I, you know, or I'm going to do this, like. The whole dynamic is that I am control of this foot and you will only touch this foot when I say when and where and how, you know, and that, he, that thread is through the whole session. Okay. Can he or jerk she? off while he's doing this? Well, it's usually guys, right? Yeah. It's usually to, like, guys. To... Hell no. Oh, okay. Because they didn't, uh, like, unless they ask. And then if they ask, I will be like, um, no. <laughs> but that wouldn't no. be a conversation prior, like, nobody, in your, in your nobody, negotiation period. Nobody is going to whip out their dick without the dominatrix telling them. But if they say, like, I'm coming Did you hit it? <laughs> oh, I hit, I hit dicks constantly. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, if you tried to whip it out. Oh, yes. Oh, I, even if they don't. <laughs> I'm going to hit your dick now. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm... I'm yeah. But oh, would that God. be part of a, a negotiation before you enter into the actual, like, like... don't pull out your dick. No, but, like, if they say, I want to masturbate while we're in say, session... I would say that is not of service I provide. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Here's a list of names. Yeah. Of people that you offer that service. I'm happy, I'm happy to throw business to other gals. But yeah. pegging is on the list of I will do. Services. I will you. peg. Yeah. Okay. Professionally, I will peg. Wow. And, and in my lifestyle. I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> just, just saying. But you know what? It's interesting because, like, it is kind of legally dubious. Like, we do mm-hmm. a lot of things that are in the gray area of sex work, right? As dominatrices. So I think pegging might, like, pegging doesn't involve my genitals. So I think it's technically not referred to as sexual, even though it's clearly involving someone else's. Their genitals, yeah. But I don't think, like, the word pegging is in any legal not document yet, anyway. anywhere. So we can still say pegging. Like, on the now, Ritual yeah. Chamber website, it says pegging. I'm almost positive it says yeah. pegging. But you're clothed. Like, you're completely, I'm like, completely you can clothed. be, obviously. And so it is, it, I, I get that it could be kind of like a... It's it's well, gray. Saying, like doing yeah. it to them still. It's not like you're. You know, I see. I it's understand like, a lot. Yeah, there. the genital. Your genitals are not in play and or out. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Never. But I do need to ask you. Yeah. Can you tell us like your craziest kink experiences at work? I don't know if you're allowed to, but my craziest kink experiences at work. Or like like, yeah, like fun things that pop out or something um, wild. Something wild and wonderful. Um, I'm. I mean, I think everything I do is wild and wonderful. Um, well, the foot fetish thing is something like new to me. Yeah, foot fetish is actually a very common fetish. It's like one of the Why? most common fetishes because it's taboo. Like feet. Oh. Yes. Ew. Yeah, no, exactly. It's taboo. A lot of people are. It's wrong, right? It's wrong to have a foot like near your face. Oh, well, I don't it's necessarily wrong. think it's wrong. No, I just that's like saying like, taboo. Yeah, it's like yeah. so. A lot of people get off on that idea that it's so wrong to have a foot that's like so near your face. They're like, kind of the thing. It's so wrong, but it's so right. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just, I personally like, I'm not a scared like scared of feet, or I don't dislike feet, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want a foot near my mouth. Well, like men's feet are, to me are typically gross. Yeah, so I don't right. really care for a man foot anywhere. Well, some of them are bad. Have you had a woman's foot near your face? You probably wouldn't mind. I probably had Jess's foot near my I face or something. Yes. Like no, I think my feet are beautiful. I think they're really cute, they're and cute I love feet. having my feet being touched and like you know massaged and everything. But mm-hmm. if, what if, so, what if, if my somebody... husband asked me to do his? I'm like, oh. <laughs> 
Do what, I have to? <laughs> what if he sucked on one of your toes or licked one of your um, toes? Yeah, that's happened. Okay, and that's foot fetish. And I'm like, that oh my god, you fetish. Foot I fetish. Tell you, no, that's foot fetish. I wasn't like sucking. You're or just topping. A toe. You're just topping. You're topping a foot fetish. You are a dominatrix. <laughs> Uh, wow, you are basically a certified dominant. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> no, I think you like, can ask Lauren questions afterwards. Yeah. Right. Okay, I'll have you on yeah. my I'm now a meme. Yeah. Speaks, speaks to the dominatrix one time, becomes a dominatrix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, there is some validity though. Like I did not know you had a foot fetish thing going on with your man. <laughs> you do, you just said I'm yeah. uh, <laughs> um, know now. Uh-huh. For me, I think my most my most exciting uh sessions have to do with role play I really like creative role plays like I as I said I have a theater background so getting to like play out an actual narrative where we're characters that's really really fun for me like a part act a part yes love it so um a couple so a couple that I'll just throw at you one person came in and he is interviewing to be like the house slave for the ritual chamber that's the scene so he's like I'm gonna bring a resume uh, oh, there's going to wow. be an interview portion, and then there's going to be, like, a hands-on uh, portion. And actually, he also hired another provider to come in. So she was going to be, like, the upper management when so she arrived. to be, like, the sex slave of the house? Yeah, but we're but it's all the interview. It's the job interview, essentially. So he's okay. got his resume. He actually typed out a resume and brought it it's in. Amazing. Uh, just a quick so point. Funny. They come in with the actual fantasy in mind and they ask you to reenact it or do you have to create it but uh you see both some people have a very specific one one in mind so he did he did that's so specific he came prepared it's so fun yeah and then we had to like you know test him in all different ways to see if he was suitable to get the job so he got the job acceptance he was like seeking acceptance if we're talking about and also like there there is objectification fetish happening there like he wanted to be he wanted to be like the he was interviewing for the job of like the ritual chamber carpet to be the carpet, <laughs> right? To be like, step yeah. on the doormat. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, but this is also like taking the power back of job interviews, which is maybe some could argue a stressful thing. Right? Totally. I love okay. it. Yeah. We're just breaking it down. Yeah. No, there has to be a psychological reason. <laughs> Why I you want to be a carpet? And then I had somebody else come in, um, that same thing. They had a really specific role play in mind and it was like, okay, they they knew I actually have a podcast like in my real life. I actually run a podcast. So they're like, OK, you the scene is you are interviewing. This is the preliminary interview to be on your podcast. I've written this book um, about like modern misogynistic thinking, basically. It's like it's the cop- the Some title. Of, yeah. The t- <laughs> title of the book is like stay in the kitchen or something oh. like that. Like so he's like, OK, so I'm. I'm I'm, he's in trouble then oh yeah so the yeah. prelim interview were like i'm sorry your book is what now and again this was a co-doming situation so i had like a producer for the podcast there oh my so gosh, i'm interviewing I him this. and i'm like okay he actually brought a table of contents he, he wrote and printed amazing. out a table of contents and handed it to me they're so prepared oh i love it so much so effort i could be this. like okay so tell me about this chapter exactly and the whole thing was like Okay, so this interrogation interview with the two of us, and he's like supposed to be a podcast guest. <laughs> and so 
it's really crossing into your real life though. Oh, I don't mind. I was like, I love you. Um, and he, and then he wanted to be kind of like punished once we realized like what he was and what he had written, like we were then going to punish, you know, make him pay for like all the injustices against women. Like, yes. Like for the history of misogyny, who's going to pay for it right now? <laughs> oh my God. Right? So then yeah. you guide her because obviously she's not a pro like you are. So do you guide her and tell her what to do? Like, oh, she oh, wasn't he in she, trouble now? She knew. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are I guess with that topic, it's easy, like, to be mad and misogynist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we were actually just both sitting yeah. there with our arms crossed, just being like, like who the fuck is this trouble. guy right now? Yeah, <laughs> like, who does he think he is, right? That is actually <laughs> hilarious. Okay, but can you just tell me, did the other guy get the job as a carpet? Um, he did a pretty great job. Yeah, I have to say, did yes. Did you in, hire with, him? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if we like bookended it's a it. Like that. Did you hire the car? Yeah, like, I didn't get here after this fun. <laughs> it was so worth it. I don't even know the job. I don't even know if we concluded the role for Are you. Are gonna phone him back? Like, <laughs> I just want to let you know you did get the job last year. Don't leave him hanging. <laughs> um, but speaking of that, quickly, does. Do people come like once a week, like once a day, like once what is ever? Like there are eight doms at our space, so it's it's pretty full like the whole time. I might be there like three times a week, but do you have regular example. clients like the same? Yeah, I've had a schedule every, with you. Um, not like a set schedule, but yeah, I see clients every every month or every couple months. So then you have a session, lot of returning clients. Your session will like carry them to the next session. Yeah, you can you can have an overarching narrative of like a year long for sure. It's like a story forever. Yeah, it's a never ending story. Yeah, Definitely. the options are endless. It's it amazing. Truly. So, say we wanted to get into our own um, kink situation. Um, what kind of toys would you recommend to start us off? Like something small like that. Um, something small to start you off. I mean, there are uh, probably a lot of things that you can use as pervertibles that are existing in your house already. Like. You can use a scarf to tie each other up. Like, always make okay. sure if you're doing bondage with anything that's not, like, specifically engineered for bondage, just always keep safety scissors um, on hand just in case. Oh, God, yeah. Always, always put two fingers in, um, you know, just like you're putting a collar on a dog. I don't know if anybody's, yeah. you know, yeah. you put two you fingers in rule. just to make sure it's not it's not too tight or whatever. So um, the thing with bondage you have to be aware of is just like that your hands are getting cold, that they're getting, you know, pur numb. purple or white or numb or tingly or anything like that. So just be um, safe. Yeah. Be gen general physical safeness, check in with each other and stuff like that. But yeah, you can use like, I'm sure you got some rope lying around. You got a tie <laughs> lying around. You got a pashmina lying you around. You can make do. That's for sure. That you can make Where do. There's a with. will. There's a way. Same thing with impact play. You don't really need to, I mean, there are some great positives if you go out and buy something that's specifically engineered for impact play, but you can use a book. You can use, uh, mm -hmm. like a cutting board, a cheese board, <laughs> like y'all, not the marble one, but y'all got a crudite yeah. platter of some sort. I have the sort. perfect one in mind. Exactly. <laughs> your, your partner comes out with your $600 marble cheese tray. You're like, what are you that doing? Get the plastic one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And same thing, you know, with impact play, just make sure uh, with any play that you're going to kind of do on the fly at home with a, with something that we call pervertibles, with something that's not engineered for that type of play, just make sure you're doing all that safety work and Sorry. that you're communicating back and forth, no matter 
what you're doing, but there are so many crazy things around the house that you can, you can use for sure. (laughs) And also, um, what you can do is just use no actual implements at all. Like there's a thing called verbal bondage, which can be very salient and very sexy. If you just tell the person to hold their hands in a certain way, if you tell them to kneel on the ground and do a certain thing or hold in a certain position, rise up on their toes and stay there for as long as they can like Like yoga you know yeah it's like yoga (laughs) so I mean you don't even need anything like you you have your hands and you have like 10 little tiny implements on (laughs) you know that you can use like you can scratch you can pinch you can dig a yeah you can (laughs) push you can pull you can massage you can you can like deliver so many uh cool kink scenes literally just using your bare hands so all you need are your 10 digits and your imagination oh hell yeah (laughs) cheese board <laughs> well that's just a bonus yeah. And, yeah. and even stuff like with your full body where you can be using like the weight of your full body to do a lot of cool things like you don't need to buy anything to do kink okay yeah well, that's a good idea because i'm always like i want to go to the store and buy a whole bunch of stuff yeah but maybe i should just use your body <laughs> i'm just too like add i want to do everything i like it all it is fun. It is, yeah. it is fun to buy implements. So. It's yeah. so, so fun. So go for it. <laughs> yeah. Do that, why not? To sure. have a treasure drawer of like yeah. a treasure well, trunk you know of what? all the fun stuff that you yeah. have. I know. And like it's over after, there. Yes. It's like, important. It's part of, there's like floggers and paddles just hanging I love them. it. She's in Aaron's room yeah. checking out her toys. <laughs> because after like I when I'm with a partner, I don't want to bring those toys into the next thing. So I like to get rid of them. So you kind of do have to replenish. Yeah. And and mm. um, like I would advise if people are looking to buy kink toys and kink implements uh if you're not familiar with the type of sensation it provides just buy something cheap like don't buy a 300 dollars thing that you don't know if you like it yet or or and that's even a worse thing to buy for your partner like don't buy don't invest a lot of money in something for your partner that they're they may not like like go to the sex shop with the person yeah, yeah. that's the best thing for like buying stuff for Can people you try things out there like uh, like little... paddles, you can you know you can paddle them on your hand. Like bend over, honey. Arm. Let's see how it goes. So you can <laughs> like this one. Yeah. You can if you kind of do a flogger on your forearm. That gives you a really good idea of how it's gonna feel in your butt. I like that idea of going with your partner. Like, hey, you got grab one thing. I'm gonna grab one thing. Yeah. Meet back here, and then imagine if he like produces like the craziest thing ever. <laughs> like ah. Even just like that's a great idea to like start the conversation. <laughs> just walk around a sex shop together. Yeah. Yeah, I love and, that. And just see, see what, what they point out. See you. what, yeah, see what this catches your eye. You know how sexual compatibility is like huge in a relationship. <laughs> this is what first date should be about. Seriously, totally. see if you guys are on the same level. You pull out a spike paddle, and he pulls out like a feather. A feather, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, like oh, my. <laughs> I don't think this is gonna work. Next, <laughs> everyone should be speed dating at a sex shop. There That's we go. What That's it. On our when we were on Carmelia's show, that should have been your answer. What sex yeah. toy would you like yeah. in an app? We were asked if you could develop an app or have a seg- like a, a question in an app, a dating app. Mm-hmm. What would it be? Yeah, and mine was reviews. Hers was reviews. But what kind of sex toy would you? Totally. Have? What's your like, favorite sex yeah, toy? Maybe yeah. I should update my uh, my online dating. Update <laughs> <I'll laughs> your Twitter. sex toy drawer because <laughs> I need to know right away. <laughs> Anyways, <But laughs> another another thing is though, like bringing kink into your personal life is is as you explained is one thing and um, like lots of cool ways to do that but what if someone wanted to get into it with a dominatrix so how Mm -hmm. would you you know advise on entering that kind of world like a client wanting to yeah like someone being like yeah someone like a person wanting to be a dominatrix 
Both, yeah. Yeah, I can tell you both for sure. Um, if you're a client looking for a dominatrix, like, I would say do your research. Like, go on Twitter and, like, follow a bunch of the doms and whose feed do you like the best? Like, whose general philosophies do you like the best, you know? Um, it'll give you a really good idea of compatibility, basically. Because like, what if you don't know what your kinks are yet? Like, yeah. Yeah. Then pick somebody that you think you will be comfortable experimenting with. Or so it matters like the Dom's personality. Like Definitely. Maybe if you're attracted to them, like you find them like, a, that's a, I'm attracted to that woman physically and whatever, yeah. and then start and like kind of go from there. Yeah. Attracted, attraction is good, but also more importantly, it's like, do I feel like you, as a first timer booking a pro you want to feel comfortable. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Like, am I going to feel comfortable to be vulnerable in front of this person? So, you know, that's a big ask, right? So make sure you, like, look around and be like, oh, I, I, I like the vibe she's sending out yeah. into the universe, you know? Do you ever have people come in thinking that this is what they want and they're like, honestly, no, I can't? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people come in and they don't know what they want. And uh, I have a specific type of session that I kind of set up that's like an experimental, like a platter where I deliver a bunch of different, you know, (laughs) sensations and whatnot and see what sticks. It's like a menu. Yeah. But generally, yeah, with new people, I try to get as much information out of them as possible, but sometimes they just don't know the answers to the questions I'm asking them. And that's fine. They're new, right? Um, and for those types of people, they're just going to have to do trial and error. Yeah. So, you know, you try your best as a facilitator. I'm just going to try my best, but sometimes it's not going to work out maybe because they're not, you know, they haven't developed those communication skills, uh, specifically around sex and around kink. Um, but also we might just not be the perfect match and that's okay too. Yeah. And also for subs, they may have a very specific fantasy in their head and it's like, I'm, as the pro, I'm not a mind reader. So if you can't tell me exactly what that is, I'm not going to be able to facilitate the perfect scene for you. Yeah. So it might not work out for lots of different reasons. But as, you know, my whole philosophy is I'm going to, I'm showing up and I'm going to try. Uh, try the very yeah. darndest, you know, to make this <laughs> a, a lovely experience for you. So I think it might almost be easier to be vulnerable with someone in sometimes your work because sometimes. you don't know me yeah and you don't know anything about me and I only let you know or tell you what I want you to know or what like our interaction should be like and and it because you're a professional like I would understand that this is a professional service this is your job like I'm paying you to provide this service so you're not like some stranger on the street like so it's interesting how that like mental dynamic works too because it's like I could do and say whatever. That is a great and point. Leave this room yeah. and it stays here. No one ever has but to know. And because I because t- telling that information to your partner or to your wife, there's really high stakes, right? Yeah. Of like rejection and whatnot, right? And yeah. judgment. judgment and judgment. But isn't that like yeah. when I think of dominatrix sessions, I think of that and that's the purpose. Mm-hmm. That entire thing, like the being completely vulnerable. Well, yes, but also and then leaving it there. Mm-hmm. Having it yeah. all out on the table and then exploring something you know, that you wouldn't explore in your, in your regular life and then Mm -hmm. getting out of there. Yeah. Yeah. You can see a dom for a lot of different ways. It can be for a lot of people like going to the gym. It could be a stress relief thing. It could be a self-care type thing. It could be a cathartic type thing. Like before we talked about, it could be helping you like on a healing journey of some, uh, of some way. It can be, um, something entirely sexual that, as we said before, it's in the spank bank now and I can like, think about it later you know okay but all types of people 
I would, I just want to know. And like, again, you may not be able to tell me this, but so they never are jerking off. <laughs> no, God, I don't let them touch themselves. Their hands are cuffed, man. The whole time. The whole time. What if they just come? But that's not the point of the service. It's true. Yeah, okay. that's not I the know, point. but like, I feel like I get it, but I can turn on from anything. Like that would yeah. probably turn me on so much. Yeah, probably. And, uh, and that's a really fun energy to work with them being really turned on and not being able to do anything control. about it. I think that that's, would, that's the dynamic. I that's know, the control. I would hate this. I'm like, this is my dick right now. <laughs> no. You are not gonna. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't. <laughs> and then as far as, okay. Then you said becoming a dominatrix. Uh, I told my story, uh, as far as like acquiring as much information as possible, apprenticing if you can um and uh also just being a lifestyle dom like I was a lifestyle switch and a dom for 10 years in my personal life so that whole time you're just acquiring skills you're learning how to read people and how to uh work with people in a kinky context Mm -hmm. so you've got to be doing a hell of a lot of that before you go pro so people that are just saw 50 shades and are like oh I want to be a dom or Whatever. So there was a Netflix special oh, is recently. That not um, oh, it's bad. Huge consent violations, like right in the first episode. What's it called? Bonded. 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 Yeah. I think I, I was Ooh, actually just me, talking about that the really other day made with me someone. Cringe, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, right in the right in the very <laughs> first episode, wrong. I was like, I can't watch this, unfortunately. So uh-huh. what I'm picking up from you, your personality is like super caring. You know, super oriented into bringing these things to life because it seems like you you really genuinely care it seems like you're just like a, a people person For so sure. do you think that's what makes you good at what you do yeah and you got to see it as customer service that's mm-hmm. exactly what it is mm-hmm. so yeah. it's like any other customer service job you know you have to have a passion for helping people or for interacting with people or learning about people being interested in people um and that's yeah i think i think that's a big part of why I'm good at it, and then the part that is like I'm a total sex geek is also yeah your a big part of it yeah, and I'm a creative person. Yeah. That's another yeah. big part of it. I'm I have a huge theater background, and uh, I see it all uh, as like for me, what I get out of doming, it's mostly creative. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's your outlet. I, yeah, it's an outlet for me creatively. Um, and then it's also that aspect of like, oh, I, I made that person's day or week or year or lifetime. Um, and, uh, and I possibly have helped this person in some way. I'm sure. I believe it. Yeah. Like I saw, I saw a person last night that last time I saw them, they were like, uh, I'm an AFAB non-binary person. I was like, okay, stop. Please tell us. (laughs) Assigned female at birth. So assigned female at birth. AFAB. Okay. Um, non-binary persons, which mm-hmm. means they don't ascribe to being either female right. or male. Um, and non-binary can look a lot of different ways. But anyways, they're like, I would like to use they, them pronouns. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, great. This was early in the summer. Mm-hmm. I saw them last night. They were like, um, I, I'm now discovering and I come out that I'm a trans man now. So I'd like to use, I'd like to use he, him, if that's possible. Um, and we had the session and, you know, we had a session before, so... We kind of altered some things, focused in on some things, like made some changes along the way. So after that, I was like, okay, so was that like a lot closer to kind of what you're looking for, like as opposed to your last session? And they're like, oh, it was it was amazing. And why I think it's amazing is because I'm just, I think I'm on a much better like mental, in a much better mental and physical state 
like where I'm at with my identity. And this is very helpful to me in my like in my journey of Did identity. Feel more acceptance in himself. Yeah, and they're like, and and he was just like, like one of the things he told me is, I would love for my gender be to be reaffirmed throughout the session. So if he could say good boy, um, hmm. that would just like be what he said was wow. that would be violently exciting. For violently me. exciting. <laughs> to be, so to be called good boy. <laughs> Yeah. And after that, they were like so excited about it and just so happy. And they seem to be just in such a good space mentally and emotionally. So it's just an all right. I was just like, oh, God, I love I just love my job. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. 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 So one thing we didn't touch upon and I want to just quickly chat about that is what is like the price range for something like this? Um, generally for any of the domes at the ritual chamber, it's three fifty an hour. Okay. Yeah. And, and then, it goes up or? Yeah, it goes up, but you get discounts the more hours you book. Like, so you get a bit of a break, you know? Yeah. If you it's like, like a over two hours, I think you get, you know, you get a bit of a break going up in the hours. And then also if you hire two dominance so you have like a co-topping situation yeah then you also get a break that way. Like you get $50 off one of the rights or something. So, so you get hours. like a, a 10, 10 session stamp card. And <laughs> yeah, you get free. a coffee card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then we also offer like consultation services. So that's at a reduced rate. I think that's only, I think that's 200 an hour to just like come and talk with me. That happens a lot. I end up just. Yeah. A, I mean, one of the, yeah. when you were talking about the stories of the resume and the uh, misogynist, it almost sounds like you don't get to any dom play it sounds like you just sat oh, there we and did. like chatted oh, we did. but, but we the whole did. thing we is did. the dom play yeah i guess yeah. so that's right yeah. it's very mental right? yeah but also you can yeah you can just come in and talk to me like i've had a lot of people where it feels a lot more like one-on-one like coaching kink coaching yeah um, or relationship coaching uh oftentimes and i always tell them same thing like i'm not a therapist but a lot of people do use those like consultation sessions like basically as kinky therapy yeah because <laughs> they talk about all oh, their history with the kinks and they you know we just kind of break down where where this might come from for them and how they can explore it healthfully how they can bring this into like a current relationship healthfully stuff like that so there's a reduced rate for that on the website awesome yeah so i mean we obviously could talk for hours and hours and never want to stop but <laughs> we will let you go yeah we will let you go um <laughs> Just tell us, you know, if someone wants to bring, like, wants to talk to their partner about bringing kink into their lives, mm-hmm. uh, do you have any advice on that? And then also after, please tell us where everyone can find you and plug all the stuff. For sure. Um, one thing that I like to say, if you're like not so comfortable with just really directly asking if they're into a certain kink or if they would like to explore a certain kink with you. Um, Kind of a way I get around that is like, I would tell them that you saw a certain thing, you know, on YouTube or you heard a podcast, you know, you're listening to an episode of Perspective Podcast (laughs) and there is a pro dom on it and they're talking about these things and like try to gauge a reaction that way, engage them in conversation that way. Take the onus off that. Yeah, like through this third party kind of you know and that might give you a better idea of how much you know how open this person might be to it 
Um, and it could spark a really good conversation about something that you could possibly explore together later so on. Communication is key. Yeah. Oh, always. Yeah. yeah King, always. Number one. Yeah. So yeah. And Aww. that, and so the main things that we've taken away are obviously consent. Consent, consent, consent mm-hmm. is like the biggest thing. And then consent, communicate. Get creative. Oh, consent. The three C's. Consent, communication, and creativity. Perfect. So where can everybody find all the things that you do? Because as we mentioned in the beginning, you're you're a bit of a jack of all trades here in the sex world. I am a Jill of all trades. Jill. I have um, the Bedpost Stage Show. If you're in the GTA area, you can come on down to the Social Capital Theater the third Friday of every month at 8 p.m., um, I run my podcast, The Bedpost Podcast. You can search that uh, on your favorite podcasting app. comes out every single week uh, on Sundays is where I release them. Um, for my pro-doming stuff, my Twitter is at TheLadyPim1. I'm really active on Twitter, so follow me there if you're really interested. And like I said, if you're researching doms and want to get a vibe of kind of their philosophy and what they're about, at TheLadyPim1 on Twitter. Twitter. Um, I'm also on Instagram at pim.lady. My bedpost Instagram is at the bedpost podcast. Um, also, uh, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the bedpost show. I have a YouTube channel. It's the bedpost sex show. I have a Facebook. It's bedpost erotica. And you have it's, no time left. It's so annoying that they're all different. But why that is, is because of uh, censorship and each one keeps getting shut down. And then I have to create a new name for them when I restart the accounts. That's why they're all different. And you also um, host workshops and... I do. I do. Yeah. You can uh, email me uh, at ladypim at protonmail.com if you're interested in booking me for any type of like... I do kink demos. Uh, I do kink education. I do one-on-one kink coaching. Um, any sort of like public speaking talk um, on like a variety of topics under the umbrella of sex and sexuality. Uh, ladypim at protonmail.com. If it's bedpost related, you can email me at thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. And I think that's everything. <laughs> I honestly don't know when you sleep. Yeah. Oh my what, God. Where is the time in the day to do that? <laughs> Anyways, we will list yeah. all the links. <laughs> We're going to have to get this transcribed yeah, to get all the links. Seriously. We will Anyways. list them on uh, in the details section when this episode comes yeah. out. And Lady Kim, thank you so much. Thank you. One of our most favorite episodes, (laughs) I think. And we really hope that we can have you on the show again. And (laughs) I'm sure you just opened a lot of doors for a lot of people. I hope so. I can say for sure. (laughs) I can't wait to go to the store. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, ladies. So that was an amazing episode. We're back. Lady Pim has blown our minds. Yes. She is so confident. She is so amazing. She came out with things that I'm so glad we got clarified and information on. And I yeah. feel really motivated to, <laughs> to get into pro dom work. <laughs> Jess's new career. Like in awe of everywhere. She said, like, I can do this. Yeah. You like, really let were. Let me do this. <laughs> but I think she definitely importantly broke down a lot of stigmas and misconceptions. Yeah. And we kind of touched on it, but I think, the whole Fifty Shades of Grey type dominatrix yeah. or domination is wrong. It's not... It's abuse, as she said. Yeah, but, non-consent. That was, yeah. like, the biggest thing. Yeah. And um, the biggest 
or the most interesting fact for me was how it's used in mental health. Yeah. Or self-care. Yeah, I agree. I, I really loved how she touched on using it as a, a tool in the toolbox. Yeah. Uh, and I can totally see how that would be, you know, therapy is one thing for sure, but I can totally see how incorporating some sexual acts and stuff like that would be, especially if there are, you know, like traumatizing things and you're rewriting the narrative of those things. But I, I think that, you know, therapy is such a full, like, mind, body, soul thing that needs to happen. And then this is one way to incorporate those aspects. Yeah, if that's something that you feel would work for you or that you need, def- but why definitely. Not? Like, sexuality and sexual needs are, like, I think so underrated, not talked about Sex enough. therapy. Yeah, it's, it's a huge part of things. Like, you know, like, how you feel if you don't have your release or whatever. And, and I think it plays a, a part, it makes you fucked up. <laughs> Well, I mean, it certainly can. And I guess people obviously find, you know, relief in therapies through using a dominatrix or a pro-dom. But um, yeah, obviously, it's something that, like you said, is in a toolbox. And I think it's great. And I'm just so glad that we actually learned about that world and what it really is supposed to be and what it looks like, what it can look like. And I think that if anybody listening has questions, like follow her, reach out. We're going to list all of the ways to get in touch. And um, she mentioned she does workshops and training sessions and all sorts of things. And if you're ever curious, like, and yeah, she has a podcast, the Bed Post podcast. But if you're ever curious, I I really feel strongly that she is such a great resource. Mm -hmm. And it's such she's such a safe place, I think. Like if you wanted to have that conversation, you had any questions. And at the very least, she could direct you to where you could go if you needed different or more information. But yeah, we just wanted to like chat quickly about that to close out that part of the show. But now to get into our segment, ride or dies, ride or dies. So we have just gotten so much good feedback from you guys and so many hilarious stories. So hilarious. Like I, some of them, I'm just like, what? (laughs) I, some of the, and we're going to, I'm going to say one right now. (laughs) Yeah, and these ones are really quick, and but it's just the fact that this is how people just knew, and yeah. we love it. And yeah, and that's the thing. We got some of them, some people sent us, you know, giant, like, novels explaining everything of all the, the scenarios and how they knew, and these are the funniest ones. It's like a meme, and it's just, like, such a basic thing, but you know exactly what's happening. Yeah. So the first one is literally tells you you don't need rehab for weed. So I guess, like, <laughs> this girl felt sometimes, she needed rehab? No, sometimes you need a, a fucking bestie to reel you back in. Your mind races a mile a minute, and you just need somebody to be like, snap out of it. You don't need rehab for weed. <laughs> in fact, you probably need more weed. <laughs> Fuck, I love girls. I, I know. know this is a girl. Like, That's for sure. Girl. Yeah. Two girls for sure. Like, bitch, wake you up. You don't need rehab for weed. You good. Reality check, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Love the empowerment, ladies. Keep up. And uh, so we got another one. And this, okay, I can relate. Sad to say, I feel like most Every girls girl can. can. And like, it just sometimes you're like, how stupid are we sometimes? Like, how did these things happen? It fucking happens. Obviously. It just happens. We can't be everywhere at every time. Like, can't be responsible <laughs> for, like, my own vagina sometimes. Like, you know? Tampons go in and out, and we just are not in control all the time. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> please let us know if you've had this experience, but this uh, 
story came obviously from another woman and (laughs) she knew that her girl was a ride or die when a tampon, I guess, was lodged up in there. (laughs) Not lodged. It's not like it flew up and shot up and parked it. (laughs) No, it was obviously lodged because she needed her friend. She knew that her friend was ride or die because the friend was willing to grab my tampon out of me and my husband wouldn't. Okay? Okay. To be fair, this has happened to me. And when I So asked, someone had to dig up in your okay, vagina. Well, yeah. And when I went to the doctor, he's like, can you please get that out? Because I truly, I don't want to do that. That's disgusting. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. The doctor just. He was like, I'm like, do you think I want you to do this strange man? Like, fuck you. I would feel like your doctor isn't a strange man. He was, my real doctor wasn't there that day. So he was filling in, of course, the one day I have this hideously dramatic event. (laughs) The most embarrassing thing ever. But no. um, It's like, I'm sorry, that's far too disgusting. Do it yourself. Yeah. And then when I went home and I asked my boyfriend to help me and he was like, I would rather literally die than (laughs) fish for your dirty old tampon. Like, it's been up there. Like, well, it's half your fault that's all yeah. the way up there. Who do you think shoved it further up? <laughs> Damn drunk sex. <laughs> you know that's what it is every Ew. time. Ew. It's always has to do with drunk and sex. You forget it's in there. And I'm like, you're the idiot that didn't feel it on your dick, but whatever. And then when it comes out, it's like the a grossest. creature. <laughs> Something has died inside oh, of you. Literally, yes. That's yourself. very accurate. It's your parts of yourself. Tissue and death up there. But then the second it's out, don't you feel like a fucking brand new person? You're like, oh, like I'm healthy again. I'm literally not dying again. My experience was slightly different where I had two in there. <laughs> so when I pulled one out, I don't know how, but the other string was available and I was like oh shit I forgot about that one obviously (laughs) so I don't even actually know how long was up there could have been that long it was the same cycle but um it's from like two years ago just been making that period lighter and lighter I was really wondering why that smell wouldn't go away not sure how long that's been up there but you have a cycle once a month so it's bound to be from one of those it's like a fucking antique now Anyway, girl, we can relate. Yeah. Most women can. Even if you want to pretend like you haven't been there, you've been there. Um, Every single girl I know that has been there. And I also completely kind of understand why a man wouldn't want to grab that out of you. Yeah, no. (laughs) My professional doctor was like, definitely not. I don't know what else is coming out. He's like, honestly, that's just so gross. I'm like, oh, I've never been shamed by like going to the doctor. You totally did. You got freaking doctor shame yeah and i'm like why are you even a gyno then fuck you pervert. <laughs> don't shame me for my questionable choices you don't want to have gross vag problems don't be a gyno yeah it's not all dandy who's in the wrong industry yeah. he's like thinking oh i know what i should be as a doctor a vag doctor like, and then he's like oh wait heart- i might have to pull out three-day-old tampons <laughs> like cold hard reality sets in and this is what's presented with you <laughs> He changed careers immediately after that day. He's like, 
wrong decision. <laughs> Nobody goes to an emergency gyno sesh for like a healthy, beautiful patch. Like, no, no. There's an issue usually. Anyway, we've definitely killed that uh, story to death, but and <sighs> disgusted everybody. I know after our beautiful interview, like our beautiful episode, <laughs> Lady Pim right into this. <laughs> but the thing is, this is our reality as women sometimes. And, you know, you have to laugh. I you really just have to laugh. Everyone can yeah. I 100% agree. That chick that pulled your dirty old tampon out is a ride or die because that's getting up close and personal. Yeah. I would do that. I'd do it for you. 100% would do that. I think I've picked some things out of some things for some friends. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you just, I know I've done a lot of vagina things for my friends too. And like, maybe it's not pretty at the time, but it is what it is. No judgment. No, there's no way that you're going to get your guy to do this because they're useless. I don't think I'd want that also. They're almost half useless. Like when they are doing what they think they're supposed to be doing down there. Let alone (laughs) when we're trying to do like abnormal things. Let alone (laughs) we're like, please perform this operation on me. As my tampon is lodged in my body. So when we asked them to do that, like, I'm sickened by this. Like, I can't even imagine what you were thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah. Anyway, so on that note, I think we... Shut us up now. Yeah. Love y'all. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Remember uh, to follow us. Yeah. On Her- Instagram, perspective underscore podcast. And please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe. Helps us out. Yep, and uh, if you're the Lithuanian listener, remember to tell a friend. And send us an email. How'd you find us? Why'd you listen to us? (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye, y'all.